Right now we're dealing with wagering, going to TSN Edge and the senior betting analyst, Dom Padula. Dom, welcome. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I was wondering how it would feel jumping on the show today because we have no uh, NBA championship odds to talk about. We have no Stanley Cup odds to talk about. Uh, a lot of baseball, though, and it, it really is a matter of turning the page and on to the next thing, especially in this world, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, championship one, end of season. You 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 know you you double clutch for a couple of days, and then it's on to the off season work. And uh, you know the Stanley Cup parade will be uh, seven o'clock Saturday, Vegas time. So that that's a late one here, but a big part. I mean, Vegas won't, never stops partying, so it's just an add on there. So let's get into Major League Baseball. Uh, obviously, uh, you know this is front and center now. Do you have any plays for tonight's slate? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I cast uh, FanDuel Best Bet, the, the FanDuel Best Bet I give out every day at morning coffee. Yesterday was, was the uh, no-run first inning bet in the Marlins and, and Seattle game. I really like it again today, but I couldn't give it out as a best bet because it was around the minus 155 mark. So I pivoted to a, a hit parlay. You could uh, parlay players to get a hit on FanDuel for multiple games. And so the parlay I built, first leg, Miami Marlins, uh, Luis Arias to get a hit. He's over nine so far in the, in the series. He's uh, batting a thousand percent against the pitcher he's facing tonight. So I like him to get a hit tonight for the Marlins. And then Mookie Betts, uh, he's got a seven-game hit streak going into tonight. Um, I, I added him onto the parlay. You can read it in my morning coffee column on tsn.ca/edge. You could get that two-leg parlay at minus one twenty-one odds at Fanduel. Uh, I think it's a good bet for tonight, and, and certainly with a loaded slate, uh, I got my eye on a couple of other games as well. The uh, the Braves game, they're already in action. They're up 8-5. I like that. We offered a TSN best bet with the Braves and Dodgers in the late game parlayed together. Uh, so I think that that's uh, a pretty good bet. If, if you didn't get in on it, maybe look at the Dodgers minus one and a half tonight or Mookie Betts to get a hit in the Dodgers to win tonight. I think those are two decent options. And then I got my eye on the uh, the over in the Jays game again. Uh, I had betted at over eight and a half earlier today. I'm looking at the updated odds at FanDuel. It's over under nine runs at FanDuel right now. The over has hit in 13 of the previous 17 head-to-head meetings between the Blue Jays and Orioles. The over cashed in the third inning last night. wasn't even a sweat if you bet it. I think with uh, Barreos and Bradish on the mound today, I think we could see another over. So that's another lean for tonight. Yeah, I mean, you really touch on something there. Uh, you know, when you're in the wagering uh, side of things, uh, you can see the trend. You have to know when to jump on it and jump off it. What, what's your read on, on how, how long this proceeds for the Jays in terms of playing the over? Uh, I think any time uh, I play the Orioles, you've got to look at it. I mean, uh, to have a trend that, that that's that strong, um, over that amount of time, I mean, there's no way you can overlook it. And we've already seen that movement up from eight and a half to nine at FanDuel. Uh, to be completely honest with you, a lot of the times, um, you know, we, we look at these pitching matchups and it's, it's, you really got to read between the lines. And I know that Braille's has been good of late. He's only given up four earned in his last four appearances, but he's going to face a tough Orioles lineup tonight. And, and the Jays, uh, Last night, when it when it looked like they were um, completely out of the game, they managed to put up a few runs on their own. The over-under, like I mentioned for last night, I believe it was nine runs. Baltimore scored 11 on their own, and then Toronto added another six. So it always seems to be high scoring when these two teams meet, and 
um, you know, even with Barreos pitching a little bit better of late, I still lean towards the over in tonight's game. Uh, the outlier really is the Oakland Athletics seven-game winning streak, uh, and you know there's there's some stuff fueling this with the uh, the fan situation. Do you think that um, that they are actually fueling the team, or is it just sort of uh, disconnected that way? I don't. Th- yeah, I don't really think it's connected. I, I think it's more, um, you know, maybe maybe the team doing well, and, and then the fans showing up. It's interesting because a lot of people I know they they take the approach of you know when a team like the Oakland Athletics plays a uh, wins a couple games in a row, maybe you come back and fade them um, in, in their preceding games. And if if you've done that over the seven game win streak, you've lost a lot of money because they've been heavy underdogs and they've continued to win. I got this stat from ESPN Stats and Info that I thought was uh, pretty interesting. The Oakland Athletics are the first team ever uh, since, sorry, dating back to 1895 that had a sub-200 win percentage and won seven games in a row. If they win tonight, they'll send the uh, they'll set the all-time record. Uh, but they're a plus-225 underdog for tonight's game, and you know I. I I don't think that the Oakland Athletics are suddenly going to turn things around and it's going to last very long, regardless of whether there's fans in the stands or not. It's It's been an incredible run, especially under the circumstances, and especially when you consider that their last two wins were against the Tampa Bay Rays, who have the best record in baseball. Um, but I think it ends tonight. Uh, I, I've seen this line move a little bit towards the Rays for tonight's game and lean towards the Rays minus 1.5, 152 at FanDuel. I just think... You know what? It's got to end sooner or later. Even the best teams in baseball, it's it's rare that they would produce an eight-game win streak. So um, maybe it ends tonight. But if you if you've been betting against them over the past week or so, it's not good. Uh, we got into this with an earlier guest, so let's let's do long range for the Jays. Uh, do you think there's value in looking at them winning the pennant or even the World Series? I don't think so. I mean, if if you're looking for if you're looking for a bet to make, I think I would lean towards the World Series bet. And the only reason is because when you look at them to win the pennant, I think it's a tough road. Um, obviously, they already play in the toughest division in baseball. And then you got the Rays and Astros and Yankees. Um, Twins and Rangers have been better than expected as well. Um, right now, they're the sixth choice plus 800 odds. I, I think I would rather play them to win the World Series. And you get them at 17 to one odds right now. At the very least, if they make it through the AL, you get maybe a potential cash out option, or you could hedge your bet once you get there. I think there's a little bit better value um, betting the Blue Jays to win the World Series at this point. But again, it's it's still a long shot. I mean, for as inconsistent as they've been this season, I know I I tended to stay away from them just because from one series to the next, it's hard to know what to expect and. They've been as inconsistent as it gets up late again. It's really um, we've really seen them trip up again over these last few games. And for me, I'd have a hard time laying my money down on them to uh, win either the pennant or the World Series. But if I had to choose, I think I lean towards them to win the World Series just for the longer number. And if they if they do end up getting there, maybe the potential to uh, to cash out with a with a cash out option or to hedge the bet. Dom, as you know better than anybody, the odds don't sleep. So Colorado Avalanche listed as number one odds to win the 2024 Stanley Cup, sitting at plus 800. Do you think this is too high? I do think it's a little too high. And and for everything that they went through this year, I mean, 
from the injury situation. Well, let's start with the losses first of all. I guess you know losing Nazem Kadri was a a big piece. Um, they were right up against it with the with the cap situation, and obviously it, it looked all season like Gabriel Landeskog had an outside shot. And then Valerie Nutrushkin was sidelined in the playoffs. You, you look at the losses that this team had from top to bottom, and like it's really not a shock at all that they weren't able to make it out of the first round. And now they come back; they're going to have a whole off season. They're going to be able to uh, obviously spend the off season tinkering with the roster and putting themselves in position um, to contend again next year. And when you have Nathan McKinnon as your number one center. You have Kale McCarr as your number one defenseman, and you have depth on both sides. And, like, again, Miko Ranton and world-class player, if they can provide those guys with a little bit more help and be and be healthy next season, there's no reason why the Avalanche can't contend for a Stanley Cup again, and you're getting them at a much better price than you would have after they won the Cup last year. Another thing to consider is just the teams around them. Like, once again, the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Maple Leafs, they're among the top three choices to win the cup. Like those teams, they didn't, they didn't get out of the second round this year. So, I mean, we, we saw this a couple of years ago, Edmonton went to the Western conference final and lost to Colorado um, and Toronto lost in the first round to Tampa Bay. And both those teams were among the top five choices to win the cup this year. And, and neither of them got out of the second round and, and, you know, Boston, who knows what's next for them with Patrice Bergeron and some of the question marks they have. Carolina every year uh, I hear about how this is the year that Carolina is going to win it all this is this is the year they're going to contend for the cup and I know injuries added up for them this year but once again they fell they fell short of that ultimate goal and so when I look at the teams that are around Colorado for me they're still the clear-cut favorite and to get them at eight to one I don't know that we'll see a better price uh, betting on Colorado to win the cup than we see right now. Well, now, now the Tampa years are over. It'd be hard for me to find a, a Stanley Cup winner off the top of my head that I would I would back in, in consecutive years. Vegas is eight that uh, plus thirteen hundred. Do you think that they could run this back next year? I think it's possible. Um, you know, it's, it's it's really difficult to repeat. I think, especially in hockey, obviously Tampa Bay was an outlier. It's difficult to repeat as a Stanley Cup champion. You know, I, I had a. I always look for potential value plays, and I thought I had a pretty good one last year. I got the Rangers to win the Cup at 20-1, to 1, but they didn't even get out of the first round. I think that was really disappointing for me. And so, you know, if, I, if I'm if i going to play a Stanley Cup long shot, I think I, I have to qualify it as 20-1 to 1 or longer. Those teams that are, you know, among the top nine choices, I don't really see very much value. I will say this, though. You touched on Tampa Bay. If there's one team on that in that middle tier that's like above ten to one, that I think ha- would have a realistic shot, I wouldn't pass it. Uh, put it past the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, obviously Andre Vasilevsky, uh, you know, a little bit of a down year, but he's he's still very much in his prime and he has a chance to bounce back. And you know, I, I know Tampa Bay um, dealing with a lot of injuries again in, in this year's playoffs, and I think you know going to four straight Stanley Cups. And coming off that run against Colorado where they just fell short, they still look like they could be a real contender in the East again this year. And, you know, after falling short two years in a row, I wouldn't be surprised if management was a little bit more bold with the approach that they took to um, this offseason reshaping and retooling of the team around them. And so you still have your core players that are going to be running it back with Kucherov and Stamkos and Point and Hedman and Vasilevsky. And, you know, two two years removed from a Stanley Cup win now, 
they're going to have a, a full off season to tinker with the rest of that roster and, and put the pieces in place to make a run through the East. I think Colorado is the best team in the NHL, so I think the West will be a little bit more difficult to get through. I think Tampa Bay can make another run in the East, and if I had to choose among those teams in the top 10, I'd feel very comfortable betting on Tampa Bay at their team to one. Tom, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Thank you for this. This was great. Jim, have a great rest of your day, and enjoy the evening. You too. Thank you. That's Tom Padula, TSN Edge, Senior Betting Analyst.